and welcome back to another episode of the Second Row Podcast. It's Guinness Pro 14 final time. My name is Port Kelly and as always I'm joined by Ushin Collins. Final week baby. <laughs> uh, can't wait. Thanks to everyone who has tuned in so far for our debut season. We're available on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Acast, Stitcher and all Android podcast apps. And a special thank you for everyone who's provided feedback, shared and liked the pod. You guys are the best, seriously. And Borek, I have exciting news for us this week. I have found our Peruvian fan. <laughs> Brilliant. So it turns out our Peruvian fan isn't as Peruvian as we thought. It is in fact the ginger menace himself, Ryan O'Hagan, who has been listening in on us in Peru, Brazil and most of South America. Well, fair play to him for listening while he's on his travels. Thanks a million. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so we were uh, we were really worried if we were going to get the podcast out this evening. The IRFU were... Uh, we're holding that squad close to their chest, but it has been released. Yeah, I know. Thank goodness. I like, I'm, at, <laughs> I'm still at work. I want to go home at some point. Absolutely. So I think what we said we do is have a chat through the new caps um, or kind of fringe players and then some of the, the notable omissions from the team. Yeah, we'll start with the new caps and Tyke Byrne <gasps> and Ross Byrne <gasps> are making their debuts for Ireland. Yes, in a surprising move that is surprising to precisely nobody. Yeah, pretty much. Worst kept secret in the entire country. <laughs> <laughs> and John Cooney is the third scrum half ahead of McGrath. Well, I don't know. I think he's probably ahead of McGrath and Marmion, but uh, not delighted to see John Cooney there. He's had such an impressive season, so deserves it. Definitely. Well, like from what I can tell from Joe, Marmion is is his number two, and he hasn't done, done anything to lose that spot. So... Mm. That's why John Cooney and McGrath were, would be fighting for the third one. I just I just think those are the two boys who have done more than enough to take it off him, to be honest, given their performances this year. But Joe doesn't work like that. Has he lost yeah. the jersey? That's the difference. Yeah. No, it's true. And I guess in terms of jerseys, at least there's still a bit of representation from all the provinces as well. So Marmion, one of three players from Connacht, five from Ulster, uh, seven Munster, and I'm including Tyburn in those numbers. Which is but completely fair. Yeah, I think so. The um, the vast majority of the squad, uh, 17 players coming from Leinster, which is hardly surprising. That It's a huge number, and I think um, you can see IRFU wanting to spread that around a bit more, just given the vast resources there is in Leinster. Yeah, very true. But uh, I tell you what, like for me, as I said, I'm surprised that Luke McGrath, and I think it's the wrong call, isn't in that squad ahead of Marmion. And the other one, like Connacht could have been down to just Bundy in this squad. Yeah, I know. Like Quinn Rugoen is a bit mad. He does seem to play better for Ireland than he does for Connacht, so I can I can understand that. But he, the lad must hold a serious tackle back, Park. <laughs> well, he always plays. He always gets a bench spot at some point. He, like he, yeah. he's not he's not a squad filler, and he has had a better season than the land. So I'm not surprised in that sense. Yeah, that's fair. Although, to be honest, with James Ryan, Devin Toner and Tyg Byrne all travelling, I, I don't see Quinn Rue making the Test 23. Tyg Byrne has had a very, very long season. Don't forget, he hasn't, he hasn't had the breaks that the other three lads have had. We'll see. I, I, I still don't think injuries, um, injuries aside that we're going to see him in a Test team. I wouldn't be surprised to see him in Test 2. Just the same as South Africa. Maybe. And I guess speaking of number two, Rob Herring makes it into the squad ahead of um, Scannell of Munster or Delahunt of Connacht which I think must have been must have been one of the close calls. Yeah, that has to be a fine call. And that, to me, is a call of he's been in my camp before, you know, or he's been in my camp more, he's got more caps. That's, it's once again, he hasn't 
done anything to lose the jersey, but he hasn't done anything either to win it either. <laughs> I think that's fair, but I mean, I'd be surprised if Rob Herring is still third choice hooker for the World Cup. I think one of Scannell or Delahunt with a little bit more fitness could um, could unseat him. Yeah, like a good season from Delahunt, and I could really see him being a bolter for the World Cup. Yeah. Only three centres in the squad as well. So I think presumably Larmor has cover or Earls. Larmor. Let's not do Earls ever again at 13, please. <laughs> I, I, I like Earls, but let's, that can't happen again. And like, the thing is, that's quite not a dangerous call, but like Bundy and Henjob both carrying some form of knock. So it doesn't seem the wisest call in the world. We'll have to see. Um, the other area they're light in is there's only two loose heads. So three tight heads, three hookers, but only two loose heads traveling. Yeah, you're kind of thinking that Porter's doing a cover job on that just in case. Yeah, obviously. I mean, he played most of his underage rugby at loose head, so that's a, that's a good point. Yeah, like for me in the front row, like I'll always, always have Bealham and Buckley as two players that should be in that squad. They Never have been, going to do it. They have outperformed their opposition in Interpros every game for the last almost two seasons. It it baffles me. Yeah, I think it's it's very much the the way of things at the moment, though, particularly with Buckley. Like he's just his his style of play has it so that he's perceived as not being a strong scrummager at the highest level of the game which is unfortunate because he's so dynamic in the loose and uh, idiotic because he's you know demolished furlong and ryan this season so you know there's only so much he can do yeah but not the only ireland squad announced this week so we also saw the squad announced for the under 20s um kicking off next wednesday and Similar enough affair in terms of numbers. Yeah, there's six from Munster, seven from Ulster, and 15 from Leinster, and none from Connacht. Again, goes to show the relative strength of the school setup. I mean, it's not really surprising when you get questions about why are all these Leinster players turning up at the other provinces when you look at that. Yeah, I know, like, Sean Masterson is injured, so that would be our Connacht one. Yeah, unfortunately, the Connacht won't have representation, but what we have done, kind of as part of our one to watch, is just picked out a couple of players from the uh, squad to keep an eye on so um two two forwards and two backs do you want to take the forwards park yeah i've been kind of singing wax glove tom o'toole anytime he's played for ulster this season like 19 years old and holding his own in professional games so he should have a really good tournament and jocko sullivan the number eight for munster like he's been arguably ireland's top performer in the past six nations and arguably the six nations beforehand yeah i know he's someone that we're very excited about coming through in the monster ranks all right um, two from the backs so Tommy O'Brien who's a winger with Leinster and captain the side during the Six Nations um, not captaining this squad for the Rugby World Cup which should be a, a serious operator and, and just one to watch um, at fly half is uh, Ross Byrne's younger brother Harry who's playing his rugby with UCD and is an extremely decent prospect yeah he looked really good in the Six Nations from memory absolutely um, so Ireland are up against France, South Africa and Georgia in the pool and all games are actually live on air sports. That's brilliant. And in women's rugby, New Zealand have awarded professional contracts to 28 players with two more incoming. Oh my God, as if they, as if they needed another advantage. Like women's rugby outside of New Zealand is going to be so far behind soon, it's going to take a decade at least to catch up. It's brilliant to see though, I mean, as England are deprofessionalizing the sport, it's nice to see New Zealand putting their money where their mouth is. You know, the Black Ferns are a serious side. Yeah, I know, and like, personally, I'd like to see the RFU follow suit. Yeah, although in terms of professionalizing the game, it is nice to see that there will be a women's game in the November International Series, so Ireland are hosting the USA. 
Yeah, and from the RFU announcement, looks like there is going to be more women's matches in that November series. Which is absolutely brilliant. I mean, it's a huge part of being able to commercialise the game and raise revenue. So it's a really, really nice move from the IRFU. Yeah, definitely applause from that. Definitely. And do you have some coaching news? Yeah, so here in Coach's Corner, there's been a couple of updates. Uh, Declan Kidney is back. He's just been made the director of rugby in London Irish for next year. So potentially rehabilitating his reputation, if you want to even say that. Uh, nice t- to see him involved. And Les Kiss as his head coach. Yeah, so interesting to see those two boys back involved and uh, maybe it'll kind of be a reversal in fortunes. London Irish came up this year but went straight back down. So it'd be nice to see them do well. And uh, probably the bigger one this week from a news perspective is that Paul Gustard is leaving the England setup a year out from the World Cup to take the head coach position at Harlequins, which just seems mental. Yeah, like this near to a World Cup, that is severely disruptive. Well, why would why would you leave an international setup, assistant coach or otherwise, in a World Cup year if you think they're capable of winning it? I mean, Eddie Jones. <laughs> well, yeah, it just seems a bit strange. Eddie Jones. <laughs> He's that much of a pain to work with, is it? From all counts, yeah. And... <laughs> oh man, well, interesting stuff. Anyway, and there'll probably be more movement over the summer. And while we don't respond to speculation, certainly when it makes the news, it's worth having a chat about. Yeah, exactly. And finally, uh, a bit of important real-world news. Um, Ireland's rugby stars, past and present, have been getting the message out ahead of the referendum this Friday to repeal the Eighth Amendment. You know, the likes of Bod, Darcy, Toner, Healy, Kearney, you know, Casey repping for Munster. Yeah, and I mean, I think from both of us here at the second row, we'd urge you, first and foremost, get out and vote. Most important thing you can do. But for me at least, and probably, we've talked about this a little over the last couple of weeks, we'd ask you to vote yes for a better, more compassionate outcome. Um, we trust women and we think you should too. Exactly. So, on to the rugby. There's a small game on Saturday that we're both going to. Teeny Just a little, a little minor game in the, uh, in the Aviva. <laughs> so, Leinster v Scarlets. Again. This, this is, you know, talk about returning to the scene of the crime. <laughs> like, Scarlet's only a couple of short weeks after getting absolutely eviscerated in uh, in Dublin have to come back and play again. And likely to be a pretty similar team from both sides. Yeah, definitely. Like, you you know, you look at Leinster, they're hoping to have Sexton and Nasewa and Levy back for the final. I know Henshaw is injured and he won't be making it, but you're talking a pretty much full strength Leinster it's team. It's incredible. There. I mean, if you look at their strength and depth when they can be missing Sean O'Brien, Josh van der Fleer, Ferris McFadden, Dave Kearney and Robbie Henshaw and you're talking about a team that are going to come out there as favourites. Like, it's just astounding. Yeah, I think the bookies have them as 11 points favourites. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's a hell of a margin in a final of any competition. Particularly one as competitive as the Pro 14. Definitely. If you look at the noises coming out of the Scarlet's camp, you know, they're not exactly sounding the most positive people in the world. No, most of their chat has been about Glasgow's manky 4G pitch. Yeah, but like, didn't they have a bug before the Glasgow match? You know, seriously. Little touch of the Mourinho's about Wayne Pivak, is there? Could be, could be. A little bit of gamesmanship. It's like Matt O'Connor's never actually announcing the actual team when he... (laughs) I forgot about that. (laughs) (laughs) So, like, we know there's one change coming for the Scarlets. Uh, John Barkley, obviously, gutted to miss out with that injury. Um, A couple of options. They could either play Will Boyd who's played a couple of games for them at eight this season and, and not small games like he's played in relatively significant fixtures 
but I have a feeling they might try and shoehorn Shingler, Byrne and Davies into that back line and play without a specialist eight. They've played Byrne at eight a few times when needed so mm. as well. So I wouldn't be surprised to see that happen just to get him on the pitch. Yeah, it kind of comes down to whether you want to play based on fit the players into the system or fit the system to the players. And in a final, I don't think you can leave out players as influential as Byrne and Shingler. Definitely. And like as a group of players, they have no fear of Leinster. So they want to get their best out there and give it everything they have. Yeah, I mean, don't forget, this is a team who has beaten Leinster. This is a team who's been to the final and won the final. So... Like, they also know that this is the last chance to finish the season without an empty trophy cabinet. Yeah, I know. And they have had a good season and they've just fallen at, like, previously they fell to Leinster and they won't want a, a repeat of that match. No. And I think we'll, we'll see a more high tempo, I hate, hate to use this the blanket term, better performance, but I think <laughs> they will just come Play out. more good rugby's. They'll come out all guns blazing. And if they can get a lead, they are a team that will frustrate Leinster, especially at the breakdown. Yeah. So, I mean, as 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 some of our you know, listeners may have established from our accents, uh, time for a bit of shameless Irish bias. So, Park, what did Leinster need to do to win this one? For me, like for their forwards especially, they need clean, quick rook ball. They need to dominate the collisions and... Blow Byrne and Davies off the park. Like, I genuinely fear for whoever had the blue scrum cap on at Leinster training this week. <laughs> I love that as an idea. It's like, come on in here, Academy boy. You are Tyg Byrne. Oh, God, no. No. Um, yeah, like, you just, ha- you just have this really weird image of he's gone to bed with, like, weird Nam flashbacks. Not again. Not again. <laughs> Josh Murphy or somebody's been getting absolutely beaten around Donnybrook. <laughs> yeah, um, I guess from the backs... Like they just have to continue to be as clinical as they have and rely on Luke McGrath and Johnny Sexton to, to continue to vary the attack from halfback. I think the key thing for their backline is probably about shutting down the Scarlets. So if they let Davies and Patchell run the game the way they did in the semi-final, like Leinster could be in real trouble here. If they unleash that Scarlets back three, there are serious weapons there. Yeah, I know what you mean. But the one thing is, um, Leinster have played with this ref a week ago they'll know the leeway he has at the breakdown, so that will help them in slowing down Scarlet. Yeah, that's a massive advantage. I mean, with any of these games, trying to suss out how the ref is going to um, judge the breakdown is really important, and it does vary from, from game to game, from referee to referee, so that is uh, one in Leinster's favour for sure. Definitely. And there are a few minor games this weekend. Yeah, so um, as a warm-up act, we have the Premiership final, Exeter versus Saracens. Um, tough to call a winner in that one to be honest it should be a really good game yeah but we both want extra to win absolutely and that's it um, we also have the top 14 semi-finals so Montpellier hosting Lyon and Racing 92 hosting Cast any chance of uh, another away upset from the Lyon and the Cast boys no I'm going to say it now two home wins yeah. two home wins I'm calling it now okay so we have our first prediction of the episode and it's actually from Boric instead of me yeah well look Lyon and Cast both had a game last week and Lyon went into extra time yeah. If they're getting up and managing to win this match again away from home, I doff my many, many caps to them. And uh, the other big game this weekend is uh, the first of our internationals. So England up against the Babas. Yeah, I know. I was delighted when I saw the squad now see um, Bundy, Nii, Delan. Uh, all it announced was incredible. The first. Like, talk about the Pat Lamb reunion tour. Yeah, I know. I'm just now hoping, like, He's not talking about Bristol, is he? <laughs> so you reckon what, it's a recruitment drive? 
<laughs> you never know. But you. like Bundy got injured then since then, and I'm like, no. It's gutting, but at least they've got a, a player of you know like for like replacement, Dennis Buckley, uh, makeshift center slash you know loose head prop coming into the squad. Nah, he's a loose head prop. Plays like a center. Passes and a back like row. a scrum half. <laughs> and passes like a scrum half. Yeah. Like seriously, he's got it all. He's a real rugby sevens player. He's a real. He's got a real kind of sevens personality. I think it'll suit the Babas actually. Yeah, if he was a foot taller, imagine he would be a sevens player. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Um, so we come to our one to watch segment who have you got eyes on this week Park now this might come as a shock and hold yourself for this one but I'm going to go with James Ryan I am I am gasping with the you, you have bowled me over sir it's just once again, once again he's going into a huge match he still hasn't lost a professional game it's scary the amount of talent he has and any game Leinster going to do well in you can kind of see he's going to be pivotal to it yeah. And especially on the big occasion, he seems to just be getting better and better. Well, in the Pro 14 final, if the second row podcast didn't pick the Leinster second row, I think it would have been a, it would have been a bit unfair. And you, who do you have um, lined up? So for balance, I've gone for uh, the magician himself, Reese Patchell. Uh, again, one of these, if Scarlets are going to have a chance in this game, you, you feel like it's going to be Patchell who turns it around for them. Um, very possibly going to be goal kicking, uh, halfpenny potentially still out. And like just runs that back line like clockwork when it does come off. So keep an eye on him. It's going to be about trying to shut him down for Leinster. Yeah, he's really enjoyable to watch as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, he does look like a slightly awkward, ungainly ginger giraffe at times, but it's impressive. That's it. And we'll be able to talk about everything that happens on Sunday evening, recapping that match. And for once, we'll actually be in the same city to record it together. Yeah. So either the quality will be perfect or we'll find a new way to mess this up. Oh, yeah, the two of us in a room, we won't kill each other whatsoever. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Pray for the second row. (laughs) Exactly. So get in touch with us on facebook.com forward slash the second row or on Twitter where we're at the second row. That is 2ND, not the word second. And as always, like, share, retweet and all of the above. So until next time, take care and don't forget to vote. And vote yes. (laughs) 